What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Dobro pozdravovat v episod Odin vozem desiat chetir. Welcome to episode 184 and today we'll talk about what we talk about every day there's nothing in today except for the little intro and uh, make sure that you're listening to this episode at a speed you're comfortable at and let's get started all right starting off with the market snapshot nifty rejected 9200 level closing at 9196.55 down 42.65 points it's rec- it's recovered a fair chunk of the gap down then we'll speak about that when we come to the indices segment for now what we need to know is that the fi's and the di's both were in selling mode today minus 1600 crore net value for the fi's minus 360 crore net value for the di's so really not too uh, not too good as far as you know uh the buying side goes so selling pressure was quite evident broad market indices except for india vix it, it's just all down and it's not really uh you know small caps or mid caps doing particularly great in fact if anything the large caps had performed reasonably well compared to the small caps and the mid caps so that's that's another interesting point and sort of solidifies our uh you know opinion that whenever the market goes up it's generally the small caps and the mid caps which are doing better but then when it go- when it goes down the small caps and the mid caps do equally worse so it's 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 kind of odd and uh coming to the sectoral indices we can see that none of them were really positive at all nifty bank certainly not positive much better than yesterday it has uh you know inched closer to the 19k level i feel and it's it's really not not too bad compared to what it was intraday we were seeing uh some very very negative moves intraday i think the lowest was around 18200 to 287 or something was the lowest for bank nifty so it was it was terrible but then it has recovered quite a lot nifty auto is mildly positive i'm not sure why nifty auto is positive clearly as i said yesterday the global demand is really not you know picking up as such so it really shouldn't be positive but then it is and a lot of people uh, you know a lot of news anchors and such are saying that hey you know possibly a bottom for the auto st- stocks has been reached i don't really have any you know opinions on that i feel that the bottom can you know be broken any time if the demand is not caught up this is probably just the easing of uh, you know the factory closures and such which are going on so the production can start so that might just be what is causing this and as far as the other sectoral indices are concerned i can't really see any other noteworthy ones you know anything very out of the ordinary very similar to what we are seeing happening in the previous days as well and i'm looking at the volume spurts just to see if there are any you know out of the ordinary stocks on this list nothing here no price spurts either in some well known stocks except for vedanta limited but then that isn't really that uh, well known anymore we re- we rarely talk about it so i'm looking at the 52 week highs and lows now and just trying to see what's happening what's what as usual my internet's acting up so i'm probably going to have to wait a bit but then here it appears 
Ruchi Soya once again on this list, 581. It's so close to 600. Once it reaches 600, I think it'll be around a 12x return in the matter of a few weeks, possibly like two, three months. So it's been very wild. And uh, we're looking at some other highs being created. Uh, a Nifty ETF, I think. No, a NASDAQ ETF is has made its high. Abbott India, GK Wire. Uh, GK Wire, if you remember, you know, Ha- was there in uh, was there right along with Ruchi Soya before, but then sort of slipped out, and now we are seeing it not really performing that well. And as far as the 52-week lows are concerned, it's the same old stocks that we talk about every day. So I'm gonna skip that. And uh, bulk deals, Eibel Housing Finance once again on this list, RBL Bank once again on this list. I'm not quite sure what's happening with RBL Bank because there are a lot of uh, you know a lot of bulk deals happening around that bank and short selling new shorts initiated Ashok Leyland Bharat Forge and Indigo so those are you know some stocks to watch out for possibly because there is some already massive selling pressure on them or open selling so you know short positions on them so it's pretty cool to see that happening Nifty, uh, not Nifty, USD INR right now is at 75.47. It's resting at one of its supports. It does have a little bit of leeway on the downside. I feel 75, 40 or so is not too, uh, you know, is not too impossible to reach. And on the upside, we're probably looking at 75, 60 being one of the first resistances. So right now it's in a very tight-ish range, if you ask me very personally. And uh, oil prices, WTI is at, $25.37 per barrel up 5.1% and Brent is at $30.27 per barrel up 2.16%. Looking at some of the news items, I can see that Maharashtra has allowed the home delivery of liquor for the first time that I can remember. I'm sure that it must have been there earlier, but then this is the first time that I can remember. And while this is you know, a good sign for those that drink, remember that your whiskey is still risky and uh, you know, the, the delivery boys still carry that risk, so don't don't just take this for granted. And uh, earnings of Nestle India profit at 525.4 crore, revenue at 3325.3 crore. So I'm assuming that this is you know in line with the expectations. I'm trying to see uh, if if there is any uh, you know news item or something on that. I can't really find anything. It, it says that lower exports to Turkey or something is is attributed to the slightly lower, you know, results. But then that's fine. March factory output output growth has contracted 16.7 percent. Once again, very understandable. I feel because you know the, the production was effectively shot for the entirety of March, uh, or well, at least half of the March and then the entirety of April. So this is fine. It's it's not really anything which is too troubling or too unexpected, I feel. And as such, I doubt that the markets will really react to it too negatively because this was kind of expected, if you ask me. I'm trying to see if if there are any other new uh, news items that I can cover here. And it looks like there really aren't any. So we'll jump into the global markets, which appear to be more negative than positive but then it's still not not too shabby we are seeing some european markets being positive so that's a good sign but then most of the asian indices had closed negative which is not so good and sgx nifty is right now mildly positive but then a lot can happen overnight and you know after this episode is released so 
it's better to just hold on tight and see what happens tomorrow. So with that, let's move to the indices. So I'm looking at Nifty's intraday 15 minute chart here and it's showing me something very interesting. It's showing me something very cool if you ask me because we've seen these kind of patterns a lot earlier where it sort of makes a W pattern-ish and then it, it sort of opens with a gap either up or down and then it fills it in. That is very similar to what happened today with Nifty because we saw it open with a gap of around 100 points or so and then it went down further, breached its S2 even and then from that recovered quite sharply. Now I think this recovery is because there was some uh, some announcement by the Commerce Ministry or the Chamber of Commerce or something like that and uh, it's related to taxation if I can remember correctly but then that is possibly what caused that sudden spike in the prices and it's a good it's a it's a good thing the prices spiked because i had a long position as we'll know in the trades segment but for now all you need to know is that it it, it attempted a gap filling it failed and it sort of turned back pretty much right at the previous close and then it sort of you know tried to go up a bit but then it really did not you know it really wasn't able to close in the positive so that's all right it just shows that those you know, extremely low sub 9100 levels have been rejected. And 9043 was the low just to give you an idea of how much Nifty has recovered. Because in the second half of the day, you know, once that recovery had happened is when it posted a new high at 9240. So that's around a 200 point recovery, uh, if you think about it, which is, which is really quite good. Looking at the daily chart, and uh, we can see here that it's sort of, you know, made a lower low and it's made a lower high, which is not really a good sign. And, uh, you know, at this rate, we're probably looking at 8980 being, you know, at least tested once if these things continue. And uh, that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm gathering from this chart here. We can see that it's a doji sort of squished between two fib levels, 23.6 at 9327 and 38.2 at 8980. So it's somewhat between those levels. We can expect it hitting either of those levels soon, depending on what kind of a move it is, whether it's positive, whether it's negative, and most importantly, what is being, you know, announced by the Prime Minister tonight at 8 p.m. Make sure that you do not miss that because, you know, you never know, it might be something very important. Now, switching gears into Bank Nifty's intraday chart, once again, 15 minute, we are seeing moves which are far more positive than Nifty, if you ask me, because while Nifty was, you know, facing a lot of downward pressure, Bank Nifty appeared to be slightly stronger that, than Nifty in that respect, because we can see it sticking closer to the S2, we can see it not making a lot of lows and such, we can see it having a relatively easy ride above its previous close, which is when it sort of turned down, but not by a lot. So Bank Nifty overall appears to be slightly bullish, more bullish than Nifty anyway. And, uh, you know, apart from that, it's very similar, not a lot between them. It's right now resting just below its support. And it's important in case you're wondering is that 18,950, around 18,900 anyway. And it's at 18,862 right now. So just like around 40 points, 40, 50 points away from its support, which is really not that much. And it, it appears to have formed a hammer pattern on the daily chart. And as a result, you know, it is entirely likely that if something good is announced tonight, then it might just go up and possibly even touch its uh, 13 moving average around 1000 points up over the course of one or two days. 
if you ask me you know if things can really get positive that is what i would be eyeing and i'm trying to get a retracement going i don't know why my previous one has been erased uh but then the retracement gives us a very clear picture about the supports it's at 18351 one of the supports and today's low was 18287 so right around that level it took support from there and just like nifty it is sort of sandwiched between two fib levels one at 19041 and one at 18351 so let's see which of these you know ranges it hits tomorrow and over the coming days so that's it for the indices segment and uh, let's move to my trades and a few observations all right so as long a bank nifty call trade basis being that it, it appeared to be you know showing signs of positivity it was around its support level i bought uh, you know i bought the i bought the call around when bank nifty was just under its s1 level in between halfway to s2 and i understood that it's you know it's it's halfway it can very well go to s2 and i was willing to live with that kind of risk and it did breach its s2 it, it did go to its s2 in the next candle immediately but then i was f f very fine with that really not a big deal if you ask me because it had support at that level not just of the s2 but also of the fib level that we spoke about so i held on to that position i waited till you know second half of the day and well into the second half of the day it did end up shooting up so i gracefully and graciously accepted the 20% roi that i got on the call and i think at at one point i was minus 20% on that call but i held on to it purely because of that support purely because it was really struggling and fighting very hard to take support and i i i just got the feeling that the buyers are coming in you know late but they are coming in the sellers were slightly hesitant which is why i i you know had the confidence to hold on to that despite the mtm loss so that was my trade for the day and a few observations were that you know it, it seems that you know and this this makes perfect sense theoretically speaking and now that i think about it but it seems that your higher delta uh, options will have a higher delta even when things go south and what i mean to say is that i picked an atm call instead of an otm call because you know obviously atms tend to have slightly higher deltas at times but then uh this time it it ended up biting me in the back <laughs> because uh you know because of the higher delta when the price actually went down on the underlying the prices of my call fell further than the otm call had i got into that so it's sort of a double edged sword if you think about it but then that's fine because the reward that it gained the kind of recovery that it made from its high the the calls high the kind of recovery that the call was able to make was pretty much insane and within a matter of a few seconds from minus 20% i was looking at around plus 6% or so so that's that's just amazing if you ask me and that is partially why i went long an atm one instead of an otm one because you know when the move happens you are quicker to be in the money and you're quicker to be safe so that was my uh, you know logic behind that also I feel that something interesting has been going on around the basis so I'm trying to understand the basis part of things better basis in case you're wondering is the difference between the future and the spot so that's another you know area that I'm looking at right now and I'll sort of explore further and another very odd observation that I've been seeing is that the the price of the option is many times the highest when the market opens and this is this is extremely odd for me because even when the market was going down 
and it it really went down if you if you remember the day before yesterday and yesterday the market went down very sharply yet the the puts high for most of the day was at the at at the underlyings you know open which is kind of weird because when the underlying opened it was at its high almost yet the put was at its high when it opened also so it's it's kind of weird and it's so weird even talking about it because it's it sounds so weird but then it's it's a very weird observation that i've made over these past 2 3 days so i'll leave you with that and uh that's it for the trades and observations all right and the lesson for the day is something that i've been following a lot and it is do one valid trade at a time and let the market decide the outcome now a lot of times what end up ends up happening is that we get into multiple trades you know either direction on just various instruments and this this can obviously be a good way to scale up your profits once you have that experience and once you have that comfort but then for someone like me who has you know really not got a lot of experience when you look at pro traders i'm i'm just i think uh one year completed pretty much full time and uh for someone like me i feel that it's best to just wait get one position get into one position and then see how it moves and this is something that i've been adopting a lot lately over the over the past i think two or three weeks i think two weeks and i basically enter into position where you know my view is at so for example my view was be- uh, bullish for today so i went in i went long a call my view was bearish yesterday i went long a put and then i waited uh patiently to see if the market is really going that way and it that did end up happening so i did end up gaining but th- there are of course times where your view is negated almost completely and you have a, and you pretty much have to accept a loss but then uh you know that that's just part of the game so in my experience in my opinion i feel that just one trade at a time has really worked a lot because it helps build that sort of discipline also that you need while trading because you can't get emotional about your trades especially when they're loss making ones because you might just end up you know doubling or tripling your loss and i say this because this has happened i've gone from you know a loss of around 10% on my starting capital to a loss of 30 40% on my starting capital purely because i got a bit emotional and i wanted to recover the losses very very quickly so you know at times it's best to just restrict your positions and understand that your your main aim on that day is to just earn a reasonable return but most importantly to see where the market is going and to sort of get that you know observations and learnings going so that's going to be my lesson for the day i hope you found this helpful and informative and i'm just thinking about how to switch things up because i feel that now these episodes are getting once again very repetitive so let's see what i can come up with and i'm always open to suggestions at markets with kr on twitter at indian markets with kr on instagram see you in the next one happy trading